Is Daniil Tarasov the goaltender of the future for the Columbus Blue Jackets? We're going to find out on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, with me is my co-host, Hayden Heilshorn, and uh, we want to thank you guys for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube and also on the SiriusXM app, so uh, if you want to listen to us or watch us, you can do it on any of those places, and uh, today... We are continuing our goalie conversation that we started a little bit last week. Today, we're talking all about Daniil Tarasov, uh, who I like a lot. Um, didn't have a great season for the Blue Jackets, but in his defense, look at what the team was like in front of him. Um, so I guess let's let's start there. How do you think Daniil Tarasov's rookie season went? Well, you know, for one, if it feels like it, it, it was his rookie season. That is a fact. He played the amount of games that would meet that requirement. But he did snag four games played the previous year. So it feels like, as a Blue Jackets fan, we kind of know Daniel Tarasov a lot. But at the end of the day, Jay, he's only played 21 games in a Blue Jackets jersey. And I feel like when you look at this past season, you think, oh, he played a ton of games. Well, no, he actually only played 16, which is still a lot. But uh, again, he's still very new to us. So I had to take a lot of time to just look back and, and see what kind of a year he had just stats wise and even like just a small amount of film. And I think he actually made a pretty big jump and made some good strides throughout the year. And he had his normal up and downs that every player had. But I feel like Daniel Tarasov is progressing into a ready-made NHL talent. I don't know if you feel like that. Uh, I think you do based off the cold open there, teasing that he might be the goalie of the future. Um, do you feel like that? Do you feel like he could be the goalie of the future? Yeah, I do. Um, I think he has a ton of potential. Um, he's a really interesting goalie to watch. Um, because I feel like Blue Jackets fans kind of got used to the controlled chaos of Sergei Bobrovsky and then the slightly less controlled chaos of Jonas Corposalo. Um, Elvis reigns it in a little bit, but Neil Tarasov, I think, because of a combination of like his size and his positional strength, like he looks so calm in the goal all of the time, um, which is kind of unusual for a Blue Jackets goalie. I'm used to them, you know, fl- flailing all around the place and doing the, you know, the the exciting <laughs> saves and um, going on adventures that, that Elvis likes to do occasionally. But Neil Tarasov, he's just kind of, well, he's enormous, first of all. He's, I believe, six foot six. Um, and just really, really sound positionally. And usually that is a very good sign. Um, another good sign is um, I talked a lot to uh, Will Scouch, a friend of mine, very, very highly regarded public scout. And I was talking to him about how do you scout goalies? And he was like, well, the first thing you do is you look at whatever level they're playing. Are they saving the puck? Because if they are 
saving the puck in under 16s, under 18s, major junior, NCAA, whatever, likely they're going to continue to save the puck. If they're not making saves at lower levels, they're probably not going to make the saves at higher levels. Daniil Tarasov has had kind of some ups and downs, uh, but in his uh, pre-North American career, he's had a sub-900 uh, save percentage in league play exactly once. That was the 1920 season. Uh, he was playing in the Liga for Asat, uh, and he had an 899 save percentage. Um, before that, he had a 928 in the VHL, a 917 in the KHL, a 928 in the MHL. Those were all Russian leagues. Uh, and then he comes over to North America. Bit of a, a rocky start. Uh, he was four and two in his uh, first season with the Monsters. Uh, had an eight nine six save percentage, a nine thirty seven with his first four games in Columbus, where he was truly excellent. I think um, he was, and those were he was. I don't believe he won a game. Uh, but he had excellent numbers, and the team just didn't yeah. didn't together. In front I of have him. those numbers. Yeah, he had a two point four goals against average in those four games. He faced uh, hundred and four shots, and he saved ninety three percent of them. So, yeah. kind of, yeah, he did in, everything in a... that the, the the team could ask of him, and then they just let him down. Uh, I believe he suffered season ending injury uh, against. Carolina after um, two periods of play. Uh, that was the game uh, you'll remember where the Blue Jackets were winning 4 nothing and then ended up losing 7-4. Um, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't Harrison want to remember that. But... Saves that the Blue Jackets need him to make. And so I'm not worried about this. He had an 892 save percentage, a goals against average of 3.91, and he was 4-11-1. and this season for the for the Blue Jackets. For the Monsters, he was five and five and had an eight eight two and a goals against of three point eight five. If the Blue Jackets can put together half decent defense in front of him, I think Daniil Tarasov is going to be a very, very good backup. And I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on Elvis to be good or to succeed because I don't know that he's quite ready to be an NHL starter, but I think he can be soon. Um, he's still young-ish as far as goalies go. He's uh, 24. 24. He'll be 25 by the end of next season. Um, but yeah, I I like Daniil Tarasov a whole bunch. I think he's a really interesting prospect. Um, and I think the Blue Jackets might have gotten a steal. Uh, they picked him in the third round, uh, which was a surprise to a lot of people because he missed the entirety of his draft year because he was injured. Um, People were like, this kid's not going to get drafted. The Blue Jackets took a flyer on him in the third round, and he's turning into a very, very good, very positionally sound, extremely good reflexively goalie. And if you could put half-decent defense in front of that, I think you're going to see... I think we're going to see a bigger improvement from Daniil Tarasov than we are from Elvis Muslikins this season. I, and you know what? That sounds like a hot take, but I don't think it is purely from the fact that Daniel Tarasov was better than Elvis last year in the goals against category, which I know you say doesn't perfectly represent, but for us non-goalies here, we're just going to use that, you know, us numbskulls. But um, 
No, I felt like you absolutely nailed it. At times this year, Daniel Tarasov looked like he had good focus. It looked like he had that quick twitch. Um, he had really good rebound control, would always flush the puck towards the boards, give guys uh, opportunities, our young defensemen opportunities to play it up, which we saw a lot of. Daniel Tarasov, is, he's got all the right things. It looks like he really knows – how to play goalie. If there was a classroom of, you know, if there was a class he could take goaltender 101, he's getting straight A's in that. Like he's doing all the things right. It is maybe a question of comfortability playing in the NHL. Is he fully comfortable playing on an NHL team night in, night out? I can tell you while you might look at the save percentage this year, 0.892 and be like, what do these guys see in this guy that makes them want to believe he's the goalie of the future? I want to remind you that 11 of those 16 games were on the road this year. That's a factor. I mean, that's typical uh, backup goaltender work. You know, you, you start on the road probably more often than you start at home. But I want to point to that as a contributor. He had seven of those games where he gave up three goals or less, which is like pretty – that's the Blue Jackets, with the way that they have their lineup structured, they should be able to win – only giving up three goals. I expect them to score. They should be scoring three goals or more every night. Yes. Yes. Um, One of the better games he had was against Florida, the Eastern Conference champions. He had 47 stops, 47 saves, and a 5-3 win against against the Panthers this year. Um, And he also won some games that he looked bad in. Like he beat the Caps in a 7-6 overtime win. Uh, it was probably one of his worst games statistically, but he had to have made some saves in those games. So it's like if the team is winning when Daniel Tarasov is playing, then I don't care about what he's getting paid, even though it might be less than half what Elvis is getting paid. Put him in net. Give him the net. Uh, make Elvis earn it back. I'm not saying Elvis isn't going to earn it back, but I'm just saying play the hot hand. And with two new coaches coming in, Mike Babcock and Nicholas Backstrom, the goaltender coach, I think that whole room is going to get a reset. And I think Daniel Tarasov, don't be surprised. Nobody's going to be surprised here if he floats up to the top right away. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, 100%. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, uh, I want to talk a little bit about why Tarasov might not be ready to be a full-time NHL goalie yet. Coming up in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. Before we do that, though, I have got to tell you about AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it every day. I get up in the morning and I put the kettle on. I make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and I make my AG1. And it's a really great way to start my day. Uh, I was tired of taking just a fistful of vitamins every morning. I wanted a single solution that supports my entire body, covers all my bases. I was tired all the time. I was getting sick a lot. And I'd heard that AG1 was the thing to take. And it super is. I I really love it. Like I said, I just do it in the morning. It's just one scoop in a cup of water. I put it in my little water bottle. I shake the heck out of it. And I'm good to go. Could not be easier to cover my nutritional bases for the day. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day, uh, which is way less than the $7 iced uh, oat milk latte that I would normally get from Starbucks or wherever. And that seems pretty good. If you ask me, it's an effective daily habit with high quality sourced ingredients. It's win-win. 
And for comprehensive solutions, what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. All right, we're back with Locked on Blue Jackets. Jay Foster, Hayden Heilson. We're talking all about Daniil Tarasov. Uh, and I want to point to one thing that makes me a little bit wary about... I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Tarasov because Elvis has been so um, kind of up and down, mostly down. The past couple of seasons, I think there's a lot of pressure on Tarasov to kind of be that savior that we thought Elvis was. If Elvis starts struggling... We're going to see a lot of people calling for Tarasov to play more games. I'm fine with on the surface. However, I do want to point out <clears throat> that he has never played more than 17 games for a team in his pro career or in his his North American pro career. Excuse me. He played six games for the AHL uh, in 2020-21. He played 15 games the next year because uh, he got injured. Uh, and then he played 17 NHL games and 11 AHL games this year. So, I mean, that comes up to 28, but that's still, I don't know. I, I want, I want, we want him to be playing more than 28 games this season, I think. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how many games he gets. The, the expectation is he's going to be backing up Elvis. If Elvis gets injured, if Elvis starts struggling, I think, Obviously, Tarasov is going to be the first one to call. Um, I'm not sure that he's ready to play. I would want 30 games minimum from a capable backup, especially a young backup like Tarasov who needs the reps. Um, I would want an absolute minimum 30 games, and he's never played more than 17 NHL games in a season. So I'm a little worried about what that's going to be like. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how often he plays this year. I think that's another thing is um, he saw a lot with Corpusalo, right? When he was playing a lot, he was really good. When he only played every so often, he wasn't very good. Um, Tarasov, I think, is a good enough goalie and a different enough goalie from Corpusalo that he can kind of overcome the, um, the, the routine. The Corpusalo needs, I think that's that's the thing. Is the better the better Corpusalo, the more Corpusalo plays, the better he got. I don't know that the same thing will be true of Daniel Tarasov just because their styles are very different. But that is something that concerns me a little bit. Is what is his game going to look like if he's playing once every two weeks, once every three weeks? And I think that's that's a concern that a lot of people have with young goalies, but especially with Tarasov. Um, I will be interested to see. I should go back and check. This is something I should have done before the episode. How Mike Babcock handles goalies, because we knew that John Tortorella was just going to... John Tortorella was really good at just riding the hot hand and just letting Elvis or Bobrovsky or whoever play as many games as they wanted to, as long as they were winning. And if they weren't winning, then they sat on the bench. Um Brad Larson, kind of a similar thing. If they were winning, they got to play. If they were losing, they sat on the bench. I don't know whether Mike Babcock is as invested in goalies as the average coach is. I know Tortorella hated talking about goalies and dealing with goalies. Um, I'm not sure how Brad Larson felt about it, but who cares at this point? It'll be interesting to see how Mike Babcock utilizes his goalie workload. 
It will be interesting to see that. I, I want to address something you said earlier, just because you said there's a lot of pressure on Tarasov. I don't think that there is, but I can see why he's making that up maybe in his head or maybe why he feels like there's a lot of pressure. I don't feel like pressure is the right word. I'd say opportunity is the word when I think of what did, what Daniel Tarasov has in front of him and what he's been doing with it. Uh, if it is pressure, he has cracked under it at times. This game that he started in early October, early season game against Arizona, you know, Elvis hasn't really gotten his legs underneath him yet. Uh, Daniel Tarasov getting a start at home October 25th. So literally two weeks after the season started, the Yotes are coming into town. I was at this game and he just he kind of kind of went number two in his pants a little bit. He stopped eight of 12 shots and, you know, we were down four nothing. He got pulled late in the second period. And it felt like that game right there was, oh my gosh. Like it did feel like that game ended the season for the Blue Jackets. Like, okay, they're down four nothing to the Yotes. Maybe this is going to be kind of a really bad year. It did also feel like, okay, maybe we can't trust Daniel Tarasov anymore. But going back to then what you said there about Corpusalo, I re- absolutely remember those games where the Blue Jackets would start Corpusalo. He would have just a similar stat line, you know, like he stopped eight to 12. Okay. Whatever. Um, and he'd be like, Oh gosh, it's, you know, we got to put Bobrovsky back in, but the blue jackets kept giving Corpus Allo time. And as he developed over the last five to six seasons, he became good enough to earn a $5 million a year contract and become a, a school tender for a, team and a franchise that has desperately needed that the senators totally believe that they're going to win the stanley cup this year by the way if you're on twitter or x at all and see sense fans out there they are they are, yeah, they they are rowdy this offseason they are rowdies but we're going to talk about corpus Allo later this week daniel tarasov you absolutely nailed it he just needs time if he gets 30 games this year it's going to be 30 good games he's going to have at least 15 wins in that. I believe he will take everything that he's learned the last two years, apply it to this offseason, and then let the repetition and the work build itself. He's going to get into in-game scenarios with a new defense in front of him, with a new coach, a new goaltender coach, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a whole new Daniel Tarasov, and it's going to be a new and improved version, and I'm really excited. I think the pressure could definitely get to him, but I would challenge you, Tarasov, to look at this pressure as opportunity because not a lot of goaltenders get this opportunity this early in their career to, hey, take the franchise. You can have the reins of the franchise. We love Elvis, but he, he's not meeting our standard right now. So can if you, if you just play league average, the reins are yours. So that's a big opportunity. Um, maybe it's pressure, but again, I think it's just pressure to just be league average. So... Yeah, when I say pressure, I think, I mean, I don't mean like, I do kind of mean pressure, but in the way that like, if you know you're the next person to jump out of the plane during a parachute jump, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at here. I think he's waiting, not waiting, but if Elvis stumbles, it's Tarasol's net. And I think that's, scary to a young goalie who like i said has what 23 21 nhl games total 
Yeah, 21. Is is he ready? I guess I guess we'll find out. Um I one more thing before we we take a quick break and then uh, we'll go on we'll hand out a grade, maybe we'll give him some homework. We'll see. Um I believe Nick Backstrom has worked with Tarasov before because um Nick Backstrom was previously the goaltending kind of supervisor slash coach for European goaltending prospects, which Tarasov was up until what twenty nineteen he came over twenty twenty one he came over so yeah so I believe Nick Backstrom had has worked with Tarasov previously so there's familiarity there which is good um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for for this season for Daniel Tarasov. I think he's he is a a sleeper pick to have a sneaky good season, but we'll hand out a grade for the upcoming season in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Okay, we are back. Uh I have a grade for Daniel Tarasov, uh, his season. Do you have one, Hayden, or do you need a little bit more time to to think about it? I need a little bit more time, actually. I will. I kind of want to see where you go with this first okay. and maybe think about it a little bit more. So why don't you go first? I am going to go ahead and give Daniel Tarasov a B-. minus. Um, I think he struggled a lot on a very bad team. Um, and we've seen goalies thrive under those conditions before, but he's young. And frankly, I don't think the stats tell the whole story here. I think Daniel Tarasov is a really good example of using a combination of stats and the eye test. Um, he got shelled this season, last season. Like you said, one of these games, he faced 47 shots against the Florida Panthers who would end up making the Stanley Cup final like he did he did just fine for a young goalie on a very bad team he did just fine and I'm giving him a B minus because I fully expect to bump him up an entire letter when we're doing this next season um but yeah B minus seems about about where he is right now for me anyway I actually was before you went, that's kind of where I was at on the scale. But now that you've given him a B and I feel like just letting people kind of give their take on our community tab on the YouTube page for those who subscribe, I've we put a poll out there on what you would give the goaltenders as a whole for this past season. And some of you guys did give a B out there already, which is maybe for players like Daniel Tarasov, who, just came in and and was better than the guy that he's supposed to be the backup to. Um, still wasn't great. I wouldn't say he had great. I, I would say he had flashes. And I don't know if the flashes would have stood would have stood out to me if the team was better. You know what I mean? Like I think the flashes stood out to me because everything was so bad. So I think he benefits from that a little bit. As a whole, though, I can't knowingly like knowing some of the games that he had give him a b minus so i'm just gonna give him a c plus and just be that i guess that hardo that's like play better daniel tarasov but i will say he improved from his first season in columbus which again was only a four games where he actually played really well to where he played more games and i thought played 
pretty consistent, still need more consistent. And if we get more consistent, then we're going to get a very good goaltender. Um, I guess the I, you kind of put it perfectly there when like, is it pressure? Is it intimidation? Is it opportunity? Maybe it's, it's all in one, certainly like playing in for an NHL team and knowing that you're the guy at it. Like you just got here, but you are our starter. The second this guy plays bad, that guy plays bad. And then boom, that's your reality. That should be, I'm not surprised if that, you know, shocks the system in year one in year two, if that shocks the system, but in year three and year four, at some point you overcome that at some point, Daniel Tarasov is going to get comfortable with his surroundings and he's going to flourish. I wouldn't surprise me if he is the franchise goaltender and of the future. It wouldn't surprise me. He's, he's a really good, really solid player. Yeah, 100%. I was just trying to find what his uh, high danger save percentage was, and I can't find it. But he was... Um, I did find out one last thing, one last stat. Uh, at even strength this season, the Blue Jackets scored... 2.4 goals per 60 when he was in goal and he was allowing 3.91 so the blue jackets were were scoring on average a goal and a half less per game in at even strength while Daniel Tarasov was hanging around and like at a certain point there's not that much he can do would i like him to 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 allow fewer goals sure but I don't think you're going to see him get a, a goals against average of less than 2.4. That just seems unrealistic. So he was fighting, he was playing a losing game to begin with. So I think that's also why why I gave him the the B minus is it felt a little bit like the system was was rigged against him. Um, well, it's a different time? NHL. It's a different NHL these days. Like the goals against number, the save percentage, those are all going to be lower than you should expect them to be because you got teams like the Florida Panthers out there, which just have all-star after all-star line by line that are just just dominating the the offensive zone and dominating the neutral zone. Like he did get peppered. Like he is playing in and he is welcoming himself to the NHL in a time when the NHL is just rapidly changing into a offensive game. And he held his own in his rookie year. He absolutely 100% held his own as a rookie and I'm ready for him. He took a step already from, you know, mini rookie year to actual rookie year. I'm ready for him to take that big step. And I feel like, I feel like he's destined to because he's going to have a better team in front of him. As you just said there, the Blue Jackets were playing like garbage when Tarasov was on the ice, you know? And he still stole them some games where he gave up like six goals and the offense scored seven. Like those are the games that the Blue Jackets should be winning. Tarasov, he's the man. He's he feels I feel like he's the man of the of the future, but um that's that's Tarasov's episode. We we still have Elvis's episode to do, so we're going to have that conversation. Yeah, we've got some goalies to cover. I'm sure we're going to get even more annoyed about, about how rough goaltending has been for this team this season. Um, but that's it for today. C-plus is good, though. B-minus and C-plus, that's very I'll, good for Yeah, Tarasov. I would take yeah. it. I would take yeah. a B minus in uh, NHL goaltending, like personally speaking. <laughs> I'd take uh, a B minus in anything. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow... Uh, oh, tomorrow we have got another special guest for you guys. Uh, we sat down last week with uh, draft pick Luca Pinelli. 
currently of the Ottawa 67s, fourth round draft pick of the Columbus Blue Jackets, his most recent draft. Really, really great conversation with Luca. Really nice kid. Uh, so hopefully you guys tune in for that. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We're on Sirius XM. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. Uh, you can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jacket. This is all on Twitter, as long as Twitter continues to exist. You can email us if Twitter stops existing at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, for making us your first listen. And uh, hopefully we will be your first listen again tomorrow as we sit down with Luca Pinelli. So until then, make sure you stay locked on.